The Lord dealt with my heart. I was praying last night. I was praying today and praying and just, God, what do you want me to teach? So if you have your Bibles, we're going we're gonna to start a series on this, uh, this lady called and she said, uh, is this the developed church? Because that's what's on our card, right? And that's the theme that God has kind of laid on my heart for this year to develop in God. So if you have your Bibles, I would like to start a series of Bible studies on developing, developing, and really, or the word develop. And if you have your Bibles and you want to turn to the New Testament, so it's the book of action. There's an action book in the New Testament? Yes. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, action. So I preach but it's the book of Acts. It's the book of action. It's the same thing. The acts of the Holy Ghost, the acts of the saints, empowered by the Holy Ghost. When I was a kid, that's what I wanted. They were called action and adventure movies. There, you know, there's the chick flicks where everyone's like, oh, I love you. Oh, I love you. Cry, cry, cry. That's not what I want to watch. I want to watch Indiana Jones. I want to watch someone, you know, jumping off a building, cars flying over bridges. I want to watch action. Well, the Bible shows some action. So the book of action or the book of Acts, the fifth book in the New Testament. I'm going to read a few verses of scripture. And this is what we're going to go over this Bible study. And we're going to begin to share on how to develop. And we're going to deal with the very beginning of developing yourself in Christ. And so Acts chapter 8 and beginning in verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went. And behold, a man of Ethiopia and eunuch of great authority under Candace, or Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Isaiah, or Isaiah, the prophet. Then the Spirit said to Philip, unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah. Again, that's Isaiah. And said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot 
to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Azotus, and passing through, he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. So we're going to begin to deal with developing. And I want to look at three things. You know that uh, this one guy, they, there were two guys at this building. And uh, one guy said, uh, he said, are you going up the, the stairs or are you going to take the elevator? He said, man, I, I never take the stairs. I always take the elevator. He said, really? How come you never take the stairs? He said, man, I don't trust them. He said, why? They're always up to something. So, let us develop whether you take the stairs or that, you know, Jesus Christ will really develop our life that we will grow in him. We will go up in him. But let us develop our life in Jesus Christ this year. So in developing, we want to do first, where do you start when you develop in God? You want to start here. Have you ever realized that you can't start somewhere else? You have to start here. You ever typed in a direction somewhere and your, your uh, maps coordinates and it goes, take a left on such and such, take a right. And uh, it's the same thing with God. You have to start with Jesus. Notice when Philip was told to get into the, uh, the chariot, the Bible says in Acts chapter 8 and verse 35, he heard him reading uh, about the prophecy of Jesus' crucifixion. And so in Acts chapter 8, verse 35, he just jumped off. And what did he do? He started right here. He opened his mouth and began at the same scripture in Isaiah and preached unto him Jesus. So preacher, if, I, if my life, if I want to develop my life, how do I start? You start with Jesus. Do I read my Bible? No, even before that. You start with Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God. And then if you go to John chapter 1, it said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. What was it saying that Jesus Christ was in the beginning with God. That Jesus Christ is that word that created the heavens and the earth. So if you really want to go all the way back to the beginning, you start with Jesus. When this man named uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus, he came to him by night and some people, they say, well, he, you know, he's kind of a wimp. He came to Jesus at night. Well, A, maybe he had a day job. Say, well, preacher, no, he was really... He was really scared. He was ashamed. Well, you have to understand that these Jews, if they were found out that they talked to Jesus, they were kicked out of their families. They were kicked out of their synagogues where they worshiped. So maybe he was concerned about that. But he came to Jesus anyway. You see, the way you start is by coming to Jesus. And he said, hey, uh, Jesus, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. We know there's something about you. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. You know, there's people that don't believe that Jesus Christ is God. How did he do those miracles? Said preacher, but they just think that the Bible's not real. But Jesus still does miracles today. Jesus still heals today. 
You don't have to go very far to find a, someone who's not even a Christian that says, yeah, my aunt, my grandma, my brother, they, they were diagnosed with cancer. They had this and, and uh, that God healed them. You know, so how does Jesus do all these things? I believe that Jesus is God. But if you don't, then you have to wonder how he can do all these miracles. Well, that's what Nicodemus said. He said, you're something special. And you know what Jesus said? If you want to develop your life, I'm paraphrasing, you've got to begin with me. He said, verily, verily, I say unto thee, John chapter 3 and verse 3, except a man, go to church and read his Bible. No, it's not what he said. <laughs> except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he said, a preacher, but that's kind of, you know, is that kind of like oversimplifying things? It's not oversimplifying things. It's showing us how we begin in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ could have said, read the scriptures, serve mankind. No, he said, if you want to develop your life, you start with me. You must be born again. And, uh, you know, how do you develop Remember how you did develop old, those old? Now, we, did, we don't develop film anymore, right? We just like take a picture with our phone and print it out at the store, right? You know that you used to develop film? You'd, take the, you'd have to buy film, right? You'd put it in the camera. And then, but you couldn't expose it to light, right? You, you'd take it to the, you know, wherever place and they'd go into something called a dark room, right? And they'd develop the film into something called negatives in the dark room, right? And then they'd print the photographs, right? And I began to think about that spiritually, you know, that a lot of people, they're trying to develop God in the dark room. You know, they're trying to develop it with all of their works and all these other things. The only thing you develop in the dark room is negatives, right? We don't want to develop dark things, but the Bible says that if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ. That's what I wanted to get to. Who is the image of God should shine unto them. You see, what we need to do is we need to have that light of God shining unto us. When the preacher preached the gospel when I came to church, I was just like, Oh, it's like God knew everything about my life. I did not feel comfortable. Why? Because have you ever seen a blind person? They have their eyes open. They don't close their eyes. They don't walk. When I was a kid, I used to close my eyes and pretend I was blind. Blind people open their eyes, but the light, somehow there's something wrong with the optic nerve or the cornea. The light doesn't actually get to their brain where it's an image. But you know what? It's the same thing with the gospel. For us to develop into Christians, we need the light of the glorious gospel to come into our lives, spiritually speaking, so that we can receive what Jesus has for us. He is, the Bible said that his life was the light of men. When you preach about Jesus and you lift him up, uh, the Bible says that he begins to draw all men unto him. So there's a man who's a Christian writer named Watchman Nee, N-E-E, -E, and he's Chinese, okay? But he said, you advance spiritually if you want to develop in God. And I believe we all do. But here's the key. You advance spiritually by finding out what you really are. Not by trying to become what you hope to be.
That's a big difference. That goal you will never reach. However earnestly you strive. I want to be this and I want to be this and God and I want to be this. You know, that's how the world, that's how the world goes, right? I, I can't give credit to this other Christian speaker or author. He said that, that Jesus Christ doesn't start out with a big do. It starts out with a big done. You know, when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. That the Bible shares this and Watchman Nee continues. It is when you see you are dead that you die. It's like, oh, I'm crucified. Oh, okay. Then you, then you match up with who you are. It is when you see that you are risen that you arise. It is when you see that you are holy, that you are, that you become holy. How does that happen? When you see Jesus in your life. And I, not to quote the Lion King, but anyone remember the Lion King? And so to make a long story short, uh, Simba is accused of murdering his father, although he didn't. It was his evil uncle Scar, right? And so Mufasa, his father's killed and, and goes to lion heaven or something like that. I don't know. But uh, so Simba runs away. And it grows up, grows up with the warthog and a meerkat or something like that out in the middle of nowhere in the jungle uh, or in the savannah and uh, tries to take away and just hakuna matata, no worries, I'm just going to live my life, you know, like a lot of us, just kind of just getting away from responsibilities. And so eventually he comes to at night, he's grown up and he's a lion. He's not a warthog. He's not a meerkat. And it shows them in the cartoon. They're all little and then it goes on and they stay, the little warthog and the little meerkat stay the same and he begins to grow because he's different. He's a lion. And he comes to this pool one night and he sees Mufasa's like apparition in the pool. And remember this when Mufasa said, was that James Earl Jones? He said, you have forgotten who you are because you have forgotten who I am. And you know what? That's true. If we see who Jesus is, we'll see who we are. And if you want to develop your life, it's not by striving. Say a preacher. I, I remember a, a gentleman I was in. Uh, well, I won't even share that. So God knows. But, but I remember that he was talking about developing into this Christian. But brethren, we don't need. Okay, I'll just share it. He, I think he said he spent like $1,000 buying the Christian look. And I don't know what the Christian look was because I went to the thrift store and got my Christian look, right? I went to JCPenney and got the Christian look. I, but you know that what the Christian look is a, something on the inside. It's, it's a heart that comes. If you ever, uh, in, the, in the South, they say you got the shine. You know, when you come out and you got the joy of the Lord. Moses didn't have a brand of clothing on, but when Moses was around God, his face literally began no oil of Olay needed no makeup he wasn't in the green room you know when guys go on tv they get all this makeup on and that moses didn't have any of that he had this shine from the joy of the lord and the reflection of jesus christ and the reflection of god in him and uh everybody saw it now that's when god does something in our life and we show everybody else what we are so you begin with jesus and, you know, it's really easier than you think. All you've got to do is say, Jesus, be my Lord. And you say, oh, preacher, uh, but I, do I need to do this and do I need to do that? No, nope, you don't need to do any of that. You just need to start with Jesus. Start right where you are. 
The second thing in developing, <laughs> have you ever seen you are here and then there's an X, you know, it shows you where you are, right? Well, that's the second thing is the cross. So Jesus is the first thing is the second thing is to understand why you are here. And an X looks like a cross. Scripture centers on Jesus Christ. That's what the whole Bible is about, okay? The Old Testament prophesies of the coming of Jesus. The gospel is about the life, the, the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. There's four books. And then all of the New Testament looks back to the life, birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It all centers and focuses on Jesus in fact, Moses and Elijah were talking to Jesus about the cross. You see, so not only Jesus, but more specifically, Scripture centers more directly on Jesus on the cross. So on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know what they were talking about? They could have talked about anything. They talked about his decease, his exodus, which should he accomplish in Jerusalem. They were talking about the crucifixion. They, they didn't understand this, but you see that Jesus was going to accomplish what we needed in our life to make us new. The reason Jesus can do a work in our life, you explain it through the cross. So Acts chapter 8 and verse 32 to 34, the eunuch was reading about, this is Isaiah chapter 53 and 7 and 8. So that's the same scripture as you'd probably read not word for word because it's translated from the New Testament and from the Old Testament, different languages. But it's Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7 and 8. And it says, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter. It was talking about the cross. Hadn't, it was 750 years before it happened. And like a lamb dumb before his shears, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. It's interesting. It was a custom among the Jews, right, that they were, if they're taking a criminal to execution, they would call for a witness to stand on the behalf of the person who is going to be executed. That would, you know, vouch for his character, right? Because isn't the prosecution, they call witnesses, they had plenty of people that were accusing him. But did they have any defense witnesses? We do. Have you ever watched a show about courts? They have defense witnesses. Where were the defense witnesses? When Jesus was being prosecuted, the Bible says in his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Even 750 years before the trial of Jesus Christ, in minute detail, Isaiah records that they didn't allow any witnesses. Man, Jesus would have gotten some witnesses. How about 5,000 men that ate the bread and the fish? How about the 12 disciples? How about the woman with the issue of blood? Or how about that, that man uh, that was that maniac of Gadara that was seated, clothed, and he was in his right mind? How about that, uh, you know, that God had a multitude, but they didn't allow him? Because you see, Jesus came to be crucified. He came to die for us, not just to shed his blood, there's two things, okay? The blood and the cross. You know what the blood is? The blood is to forgive us of our sins. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. If you want to develop in your life, it's because, well, you start with Jesus, but this is the mechanics of it. The blood of Jesus, not the preacher, not the church, 
Not our works, not works of righteousness, but the blood of Jesus cleanseth us from all sin. God forgives our sins by the blood. But you know what the blood was really for? It was for God to see. Remember in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 13, when the Passover happened, God didn't say, when you see the blood, he said, when I see the blood, I'm looking for the blood of that lamb, that Passover lamb. The Bible says in 1 Peter, it says, for as much, chapter 1 and verse 18, as you know, you were not redeemed or bought back with corruptible things as silver, gold, or Bitcoin, right? (laughs) From your vain conversation, it doesn't say Bitcoin in the Bible, received by tradition of your fathers, but verse 19, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. So Philip is talking to this eunuch about the way you develop in God. You need, and he was preaching to him about Jesus and that he had just been crucified not many, uh, perhaps days or months prior to that in Jerusalem and it had been accomplished. It had already happened. So the blood deals with what we have done, okay? But you know what the cross deals with? This is where some people don't understand this. If you want to develop in God, we need to understand this. The blood forgives sins. The cross forgives or deals with sin. The cross deals with what we are. See, the blood forgives, but the cross deals with deliverance. So, the Bible says, if I could just read this for a second. Romans chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And in verse 6 it says, Knowing this, that our old man, not our father, but our old spiritual man, is crucified with him. That the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin. Remember those thieves? They were crucified at the same time as Jesus, but on different crosses. Paul said we are crucified on the very same cross as Jesus Christ. Why? So that the body of sin was just... People say, I have to sin every day. Well, they might have had the blood, and the blood might have forgiven them of their sins, but how come they're still sinning? Because in developing in Jesus Christ, we need to understand what the cross did. The cross destroyed the power of sin. Why? Because we died with Jesus. Now, dead people don't sin, do they? It's like they're in the casket like, oh, oh, he's smoking weed. No, he's not smoking weed. He's in the casket, right? For he, Romans chapter 6, verse 7, that is dead is freed from sin. Why? Because we're dead in Christ. You know, some think that developing in God is like pure effort. And yes, we have to use effort. But really, God's way to develop us is first just to take away the sinner. God just removes the sinner from out of the equation. So we're not striving against ourselves. We're crucified with Christ. So let me use cocaine as a, not as a recreational drug, but as an example. So you can rid the world of every ounce of cocaine, okay? You just, just imagine that every ounce of cocaine is gone from the world. Preacher, praise God, no more drug overdoses. Well, what's behind the cocaine? The factories. 
So you can rid the world of every ounce of cocaine, but in another few months, guess what? It's going to be back. The factories have to be shut down for the product to stop. Now I'm saying that because as people, we're the factory. Our actions are the products. So the blood can forgive our actions, but you know what the cross does? The cross shuts down the factory. And with Christ, that's why Paul said in Galatians chapter 2, he said, I am crucified with Christ. He said, my whole factory was shut down. I didn't curse at my wife today. I didn't curse at my daughter today. Sometimes you have thoughts come into your head, but you know what? I'm crucified with Christ. (laughs) Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. This is a key that no kind of personal development can ever get to you, but it's free in Jesus Christ. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now i got one more thing. So we start with Jesus, we start here, and then we find out where we are on that X. You just have to put yourself on the cross. And then when the eunuch realized that Jesus had already done the work and all he needed to do is accept it, notice what the eunuch said. He said, he said, what doth hinder me to be baptized? And he's like, well, you've got to believe with all your heart. He's like, I've already done that. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He's like, let's start my life right now. And uh, so when you uh, have realized that God has done something in you, just start living for Jesus Christ. And you know, some people say, well, preacher, it's a heavy cross to bear. You know, some people say that. And they think that it's a negative thing. But you know what Jesus said? You got to bear your cross to be his disciple. He didn't say it was a negative thing. It was a way that you live. And when you bear your cross, it's showing the power of Jesus Christ in you. That you're like him. And you're not like everybody else. Why? Because my old man is crucified. I shared this before, but uh, they wanted me to pass out balloons on a ship deck. Guys were getting ready to go on liberty, and they knew I was a Christian. Talking about condoms, not balloons, okay? So the corpsman in the military, the medical professional, so the leader comes out, the gunnery sergeant said, it's better to go home and say you're sorry than go home with the disease, right? So this is the moral leadership in the Marine Corps, right? And so then they come out with the box of condoms. I think this is outside of Thailand or the Philippines. And they hand them to me, try to hand them to me, because they knew I was a Christian. And they wanted me to go and hand all the condoms to all of the, uh, the Marines and the sailors in our unit. Say, preacher, did you do it? I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Say, preacher, but you were ordered. It was an E4. I was an E4. The corpsman goes, you have to do this. And I said, I ain't doing that. Why? It's not a heavy cross to bear, but I'm a Christian. I said, I'm not doing it. And so he thrust them at me. And so I didn't slap him. I'm not Will Smith, okay? But I slapped that box out of his hand. Boom! With my shoulder. So I guess I did kind of slap the box, right? And all of the balloons went all over the flight deck. It was so funny. And did you help him pick them up? Nope. (laughs) So preacher, what did they see? You know that people need to see that in our life. That I'm a Christian. The things I used to do, the chorus says, 
I don't do them anymore. Why? Because it was a great day when I was born again. God made me a new creature. The Bible said, if any man be in Christ. Brethren, it's exciting to be in Christ. Carrying your cross isn't a drudgery. It's living. Because I remember in the old days, I'd probably be running with them. I'd probably like, can I get two? Can I get three? Your daughter might hear this, but she'll also hear that her dad doesn't live that way. Her dad is a new creature. And you know what? Carrying your cross is a blessing. But you know what? As long as I carry my cross, my factory is shut down. I don't have to live that way anymore because God has made me a new creature. The old things, they're dead. They're passed away. It's like, did you hear about such and such? They passed away. That's a nice way to say they died, right? No one dies anymore. They just pass away. Where'd they go? You know, like grandma, you know, my grandma started walking a mile a day last year during COVID. Nobody knows where she is, you know. She's the last. <laughs> anyway, so when she passed away, you know, but the old man died. But the Bible said, and all things are become new. That God makes everything new. Say, so what will God do? All we have to do is let God be God in every part of our life. Make him Lord and take the power of the cross in our life and our life will begin to develop. And we're going to explore some different ways that God's going to develop our life. But brethren, it starts with Jesus. It starts with the cross and it starts, man, like that eunuch said, I want to start right now. I want to start right now and live my life and just go on rejoicing. Amen. God bless you is our prayer at this time. Uh, Brother Rick, could you dismiss us in prayer and we'll see you on Thursday. Amen. Develop. God, thank you for this time, Bible study tonight, this time to assemble together in your name, God. And thank you, Lord, for the learning that was brought forth today and for each one that received it. And bless each one as they go safely to return back to service again. Be the will of the Lord on Thursday night. Amen. Amen.